Welcome to another edition of our Sahila Alame Sadika Truthful News. And Alhamdulillah, you know, our uh, parliamentarian Ahmad Mandur Sheikh Imam has been making the right sound, the right noise uh, for the right reasons. And Alhamdulillah, I've been, uh, you know, engaging with him uh, during the course of the week. And inshallah, we'll be extracting uh, some of uh, the important issues that he raised there. So uh, this evening, I want you all to sit down and enjoy uh, perhaps one of the best uh, Muslim parliamentarians we had in this country. So inshallah, sit back and enjoy Wasail al-Alam al-Sadiqa. And uh, yes, uh, I also uh, like to remind myself uh, that it was on uh, this 1st of December that my dad, Karim Khan, Dular Khan, had made parda from this dunya at a young age of 35 so I want you to make special du'as for him that Allah, <coughs> that Allah grants him a genital firdos and just uh, a time for us to listen to Ahmad Manzur Sheikh, Imam, making waves in the South African parliament. My colleague from the ACDP is trying to do a good job trying to mislead the people in this country as to what is happening there. After you come to the beautiful land of Palestine with its beautiful Mediterranean ocean, you steal their land... You forcefully remove them. You sh- blow up the hospitals, the clinics. You killed innocent babies and women. You flatten the houses. And he comes here because his life depends on a vote in this country, which depends on dividing our people based on religion. And he comes to try and defend the barbaric state of the Zionist Israel. Now, let me start off by saying the National Freedom Party welcomes this unqualified person. These are the very same people that want to support the very same people that claim to have killed their own savior, their own lord, their own leader. And what would they do it for? Just for 30 silver coins. For what? So the DA... The IFP, the ACDP, and the Freedom Front are selling their souls for the very same 30 silver coins that their leader, their savior was killed for, which they brag about. So there is 30 silver coins. I give it to you all. Take it and sell your souls. Sell your souls and sell your leader, your, your savior that you brag. That is your savior and leader. That is how disgusting you are. That you can't even respect your leader. Somebody that killed your leader. And you want to defend and protect those people. It is a shame. There's your 30 silver coins for what you have given your your savior away. And that's exactly what you're doing in the state of Israel right now. That 30 coins is what you are worth. Thank you very much. The NFP supports you. Fine, beautiful morning, Ahmad. Day in the city of Cape Town. Indeed, yes, very eventful day yesterday. Of course, we've had about 17, I think, or 18 declarations amongst uh, the debates on gender-based violence and others. So I used every opportunity on every debate that I participated in to raise the issue of the Palestinian cause. And yeah, of course, thanks. I had to take my 30 silver coins. I had to find 30 silver coins. 
rest assured it was not South African currency. It was no currency at all, but it was just coins that I found and went and bought at an entertainment center, children's amusement center, so that I could these worth. But I had to remind them. I must tell you that um, uh, one of the things that really motivated me to go on and on and on was the reaction from the Freedom Front and the ACDP and the DA. <laughs> of course, uh, the adverse affected as to what this is all about. But uh, something very frightening has come up, Brother Shepard. I have sent you that this morning. And if you see, it would appear to me that the city of Cape Town or the Western Cape is going to become another Palestine if we don't take this thing seriously. If you see the report that I sent you this morning, first of all, you know, the people from wearing Palestinian flags and things, uh, T-shirts, flags, uh, carrying them around and that kind of thing. But if you see a report that I sent to you this morning, I'm not sure if you've had a look at it, where there's between the South African Jewish Board of Deputies and the Premier Winder and uh, the Mayor, the discussions and how they are encouraging and enticing, particularly people of Jewish origin, any country, to semigrate to Cape Town and the Western Cape. Not to emigrate, but to semigrate to Cape Town and the Western Cape. So that simply means they want to have a stronghold here. And more importantly, it means is a long-term plan to go independent and turn this into another Jewish Israel state. This is basically where we are heading. So it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call for our people in the Western Cape and the rest of the to be mindful of what the plans and the plotters would be. And um, I will be raising that as well. And already you can see they are in some kind of dispute now with National Treasury. Remember, National Treasury has uh, uh, um, reduced budget allocations for different departments, different sectors, different provinces as a result of financial constraints. But very importantly, if you look at the city of Cape Town, it underspent a lot of money in the human settlement housing sector and things. So monies that were, were deducted or monies that were reprioritized for other areas was where it was needed most, but more importantly came from those areas that underspent. So it was not like you were just taking away monies uh, or reducing your allocation. It was taken away because you underspent. But this is a problem, and I can tell you, if not addressed urgently, uh, Western Cape can become another Jewish state in, in time. But that's just uh, from a Palestinian perspective. Of course, there's onslaught against the Palestinian people continues in different parts. Attempt is still being made to push uh, people of Gaza, particularly in the north to the south. And we know what this is about. There is an attempt. They're going to do anything and everything to achieve this, and that's why we have to resist with everything we have. We've got to continue the momentum of, of protest and action and, 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 and things, because that gas find in Gaza 
and the fact that through the Ben Gurion channel, they want access to the rest of Europe and everywhere else. This is the focus. This is the main reason why they have gone to the extent they have. And so they will want to wipe out Gaza, particularly in the north. And uh, it will be a matter of time when it will be everywhere else. And like we said before, you free Palestine, you free the world. If not, every other country will become a Palestine. Already you can see what's happening now with the plans for the city of Cape Town and the Western Cape. Well, George Shuvembo yesterday was found guilty. Uh, uh, you know, the, we adopted a report where the ethics committee found him receiving 180,000 rand from the VBS bank scandal. And his salary is now going to be docked. Uh, so that's the problem. ESCOM has got a crisis. I mean, they are talking about stage six. Many others are saying that they might have gone to stage eight. We've got a major problem at the Impala Mines. Quite a few members, I think there's about 11 of our staff and employees have died as a result of that. Uh, um, well, UAE has taken a stand, if you've seen the latest report, that they are not going to deal with dollars as far as oil is concerned. So perhaps it's a good sign. Uh, yeah, so these are just uh, some of the, the, the latest developments uh, in the media. Well, your good friend Farouk has sent in a message. He says, Assalamu alaikum, my brother Shafat. It's uh, totally unacceptable that while the so-called truce is taking place in Gaza, the Israeli brutality continues in the West Bank and the world is silent. It should have been a blanket truce for the entire Palestinian territory. What madness is this? Also, the merciless, brutal Netanyahu is already ready for a next round of barbarity and savagery against uh, Gaza. Is uh, the world going to once again sit and watch already? There should have been an outcry and a fierce reprimand with a warning to Israel that there would be dire consequences if they continue with the inhumane path. They're just getting away with the pinnacle of evil. May I add to that, uh, Ahmad Mansour Sheikh Imam, is this uh, Christian Zionist church, they are, you know, banging or they're thumping on the, uh, you know, the, the drums of war by saying this is Armageddon, the forces of evil fighting the forces of good. And here, innocent people that are being, uh, you know, uh, genocide being perpetrated on them, uh, they call them the forces of evil. How evil can that be, Ahmad? Your, your thoughts? Well, Jazakallah, Brother Farouk, uh, I, I, I must agree with you. It's now or never. And let me tell you, there, is, there, there it is. You talk about a ceasefire, you implement it while the hostage uh, uh, situation is being eased. And, and, and here it is, they don't stop. They're continuing on other aspects and nobody thinks it's serious enough. A ceasefire should be a ceasefire, a complete ceasefire. Otherwise, there should be no exchange of hostages. But the point is that we need to note is there is this plan to want to clear Gaza whether we like it or not. And unless we stand together united, and I think it's time, there's no even the Arab countries sit back and be neutral and not get involved when they can see exactly what this is unfolding right in front of them. So I, I honestly that the time is now that we should all come together uh, 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 to support the Palestinian cause. And, and I know many experts are saying that the Israelis are not going to win this. 
But the question is, how many more people must die? How many more people must die before uh, you, 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 you bring a settlement to that area? There is no plan for a settlement, let us get it very clear. The Israelis together with the West, this is, uh, this is a, 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 a plot between a whole lot of those uh, major role players, particularly with the West, to want to have access to that gas which they don't have anywhere else because of the restriction of the Russian. So if we can understand that, that they're going to do anything and everything to take away Gaza, particularly the North, and of course they will wipe out the rest eventually, if we are not going to be able to, you know, re, uh, 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 if we are not going to be able to, we consolidate our support all over the world, understand what this is all about and where it is heading to. And this is also not giving enough attention to the masses on the ground as to exactly what this is all about. And you can see that particularly organizations like the ACDP and things which has been trying to make this a Christian thing, it's not working for them. It's clearly not working for them, despite all the propaganda and everything that they're attempting to do. Let's take advantage of that and get people to get a better understanding about what it is. Now, Africa is an ideal example of, you know, how they've looted Africa. Okay? And, and if you remember what the Bishop Desmond Tutu said, which I referred to he said the missionaries and the colonialists brought the Bible to them, but in exchange left the Bible with them and took away what? Took away their land. You understand? So the fact of the matter is we need all of Africa to understand what this is all about. Because once that gateway between Africa through Gaza and things to Europe is an open, uh, is open, remember because of the restrictions of the Suez Canal, Okay, they want this. And once this, nothing will stop them from going from African country to African country. Nothing is going to stop them. So I think we need to, to, to open up you know, and, 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 and our minds as to exactly what is really going on them. It's not just about the Palestinian people. It's about access to the natural resources, which is a norm when it comes to the West and the Zionist Israel. They will go anywhere to be able to gain access to the natural resources. They've done Africa. They know Africa is collapsed. It's going to take a lifetime for you to even get Africa back on, on the road and find ethical leaders to be able to take on these people. They know it. And they know how to manipulate Africa more than we are doing right now. Now, well said, Ahmadah, looking at a message from Ismail, who says, Assalamu alaikum, Ahmad Manzur, Sheikh Imam, Brother Shafat Khan, and Yusuf Asmal. Let me congratulate Ahmad on his brilliant speech in the Parliament yesterday. It really makes us proud. And as you said it eloquently, Brother Shafat, he's truly a gem and an asset to the Ummah. Jazakallah khair for that, Ismail. Ismail goes on to say, Ahmad, how come Europe's biggest economy has gone from a growth leader to a laggard between 2006 and 2017? Uh, Germany outperformed uh, the rest of Europe and kept pace with the U.S., yet it has just experienced uh, three consecutive quarters of uh, contraction or uh, stagnation 
It may be the only G7 economy to shrink in 2023, and the outlook is equally bleak. But I can tell you, Abad, I know the uh, why this happened. Number one, it was the Ukrainian situation. Number two, it was uh, America that forced uh, Germany, Germany into a tight corner, and Germany accuracy in silence. Germany is a poodle that has become a victim of his master. Please, Ahmed, emphasize this point and emphasize this to everyone that America is the world's biggest bully and America is the world's biggest destroyer of a democracy. But it talks in folk tongue and makes you believe the former that it is a savior to mankind. Ahmed, how do you respond to his smile there? There is no doubt about it. When, you know, and this is the message that we need to get around. People need to know and understand, you know, unless you deal with the United States of America, these poor handful of countries, Germany, France, Spain, the UK, if you don't deal with these people, there'll be no peace anywhere in the world. There'll be no stability. There'll be no social uplift. You'll continue having disease, you'll continue having war, civil unrest, regime change, poverty. This will be the order of the day. And I think the time has come with the way people are rising all over the world. Take advantage of that. Get on the ground that will make a difference. And I think if we can, I think there needs to be an uprising all over the world. This is an opportunity created by the people of God for you for people to better understand what this is about and i say it again if you allow it to happen today it's going to happen if you've allowed it before that is why there's so much of chaos and mayhem all over the world there it is again they want now it's gaza tomorrow it's going to be somewhere else and then another country i think the time has come for us to unite to come together to get a better understanding of what's going on let people start rising against their own governments all over the world if we want to ensure that the future generations will live in peace and security, harmony and stability, that the West is this, is, 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 is. United States of America, I cannot understand why people are having difficulty to read them, to understand that they are the cause of everything that's going on in this world. They have nothing. The country is in dire straits. Things are collapsing in their country. Human rights violation is an, on an all-time high. But yet, we don't want to take advantage of it. I want to say again and again, you know, when you, when you are talking about action against the Zionist state of Israel, do not forget to take action against the monster that is the United States of America. Bring them down to their knees. You brought the world to more, be more peaceful. It's got to start there. It has to start there. And what we are not doing is we are focusing and look at them. They are smart enough to create this conflict all over the world so your attention will be there, but it won't be focused on them. I think the time has come when we should start focusing our attention on the United States of America. If you deal with the United States of America and bring them to the knees, all the others aminos, you'll be able to deal with them with no problem. Thank <sighs> you.
Yeah, but I'm looking at a message from Abdullah Akyar Salaji. He says, uh, Bruce Chef and Ahmed Manzur Sheikh Imam, what about Kurt Wilders, uh, the Dutch parliamentarian who has been voted in and his unexpected uh, victory in the uh, Netherlands after campaigning against an asylum uh, tsunami? Also a big Islamophobe, a hater of Islam and a pro uh, Israeli lobbyist and a pro Netanyahu fan. This uh, Shaitan has made it. It shows uh, what is the intention of Europe. They are dead cert against Islam and they are embracing killers, murderers and people that are destabilizing the whole world. Please, Ahmed, uh, your thoughts on uh, Kurt Wilder's uh, second Shaitan. <laughs> Ahmed, how you respond to Abdul well, remember, we know the history of the Germans in any event. But yes, you are absolutely correct. He has been successful. Uh, how successful, we will still find out. Because remember, he can't make form a government at this point in time. So, he, just, you know, uh, how long he'll be able to do that. But again, you know, it's, it's a situation, my brother, that we are allowing. We are allowing it. And, 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 and because we are not participating, we're not actively involved in these things. You know, uh, 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 these opportunists are the ones that will, at the end of the day, succeed. Uh, it's not good when you have leaders of this nature. Remember, we said that Donald Trump was a problem. And then we said, no, Joe Biden might be better. Joe Biden is even worse. I think with Donald Trump, at least you know. They say better the devil you know than the one you don't. But at least you could see, you know what you can expect from him. He is who he is. He'll tell you who he is. So in the, in the case of this German, uh, 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 and remember that uh, if you look at Germans and, and the role that they have played uh, uh, in the division in the world, the chaos that they've caused in the world, uh, the destruction, uh, so, you know, always remember, you talk about Germany, you talk about France, you talk about the UK, you talk about Spain, you talk about the United States of America. You know, these countries are one block and they protect each other. They support each other. And you need to break that. And the only way you can break that is the people in their respective countries rise. And, and you can see that, you know, it's gaining momentum. People, more and more people are rising. And we must not allow that to die off. This protest is really making a difference. But the difficulty we have is if you look at the so-called Muslim countries that we have, they are not doing enough, Brother Shafi, just not doing enough to come to the rescue. And I can understand the predicament they think they might find themselves in. But the thing is, they can really do more in being able to add and put pressure. They found themselves in a vulnerable situation. It is why, because their focus of attention has moved. It's now like you heard Prince Salman saying, it's all about economics. Yes, it's about economics because he believes that that wealth that he's going to create is going to stay there and remain with him for, for centuries. He's got it wrong. You understand, just like he made the wealth, just like that he can lose the wealth. And these people don't seem to understand that. So it is all about money driven. That is the problem we have. And unless we can start changing these things and people on the ground take greater responsibility and get more actively involved in the politics of their country, 
and identify leadership, people that are credible, people that will do the right thing, people that will bring in the Islamic ethos, principles, morals, and values. Unless you have a situation of that nature, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, and our people are going to be a father. Let me give you a good example. It's just a pity yesterday. Uh, yeah, I ran out of time in terms of my speeches. Uh, the Freedom Front woman had the nerve of talking about Iran. You understand, but what is she talking about? They're talking about violence. And then they're talking about... So basically, according to them, they go to the extent of saying men are trash, as far as they are concerned, men are trash. So, you know, and yet she can't appreciate and then she refers to Iran, then she can't appreciate why Muslim women should be covered. If you say men are trash and they have evil eyes, okay, and adulterous eyes, then don't you think it's all the more reason that your woman should remain covered? They won't understand those things. They will want you to hear what they want you to hear because their focus of attention is power, it's control. Whether we like it or not, we must accept that there is that group Particularly, and listen, it's not uh, it, it, it's a, uh, uh, the major, majority of the people. There are those amongst them that believe they are superior to everything else and that they must control everything. And unless you start changing that, you understand it's not going to make it any easier for our people. It's not. Even here in our country, do you honestly believe, Brother Javan, that those that lost the power and control right before 1994 do you really believe they are resting they are in peace they're not they want it back they want that control back and they were waiting and they predicted that the black governments will come and mess it up in a matter of time and they'll have to come back and we've played it into their hands so they believe they are supreme they believe they are different and, 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 and that's the problem you have when it comes to the whole of Europe, which you talk about Germany, you talk about uh, 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 France, you talk about Italy, you talk about Spain, you talk about the UK, you talk about the... Again, uh, and perhaps on Friday, if I have an opportunity in the debate, all these things have been created. They don't mind even their own people dying in order to achieve what they want to achieve. So they, from time to time, introduce things like AIDS, HIV and AIDS, the COVID issue, and many others that you've been having, or, you know, if you talk about Ebola in those areas, those people will tell you they've been eating bats all their lives. So it's strange now suddenly it's the bats that's killing them, you know. So there's a whole lot that goes on that people don't know. Uh, and... And, and their plan is to take it from generation to generation. So they pre-plan uh, uh, so that they are protecting uh, the sustainability of the generations of their own kind to continue. And, and, and that is the thing. Uh, I mean, look at an ideal example of what's happening now in Cape Town. Look at it. How the premier and the mayor and things, together with the Jewish board of deputies, is trying to make a haven for the Jewish, for the Zionists in the city of Cape Town. And we are fast asleep. Yeah, I'm so a, you what mean, would have been for how long? 
Yeah, our uh, Muslim women are covering themselves and, uh, you know, that we're subjugating them. Uh, you can ask her this question next time, Ahmed. I want you to close your eyes and visualize Mother Mary, the mother of Jesus, your Lord and Savior. Didn't she wear a veil? Wasn't she covered? Didn't she wear the flower, flowing robes? Uh, what are you talking about? Muslim women are more like Mother Mary than you will ever be. How's that line for you, Ahmed? Very good. Great stuff. Jazakallah for that. Please just put it for me on the WhatsApp. Let me keep it stored. You'll be a rocker. Yes, Yes, I will. Even the nuns are covered these days. Even the nuns, yes. if you go there, they've got a habit on. So they, they've got a very good habit. Yes. <laughs> Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. Says it, the answers are there, but, uh, you know, a man like you, we just have to give you the fuel and you can go and put it. You're not lighting the uh, parliament like that other fella who burned the parliament. You're lighting it with uh, knowledge and uh, with the noor. <laughs> Allah bless you for that. Your parting words are... And government has distanced itself from saying they are not aware of it. Uh, but I think it also places government in a very difficult position right now. When it comes to that, and I'm told that they were at Parliament yesterday. I think Al Jamal brought them there. Oh. But I see a, some communication from the minister in the presidency denying having any knowledge of it. They were not going to be meeting them. They were not told about it. Absolutely nothing whatsoever. But uh, I think we need to be careful how we conduct ourselves, uh, given what has happened. Right now, I'm told that the university in Gaza, Islamic University, has been demolished by the Zionist state of Israel. Of course, the DA attempted to shut down uh, uh, or basically dissolve the Johannesburg City Council. That is actually failed. Israel is calling for the UAE and Saudi Arabia to play a role in supporting them in Gaza. You know? So, yes, indeed. So these are just some of the things that it is basically state of collapse. Yesterday we discussed the issue of the post office and I can tell you another mess, no doubt about it, absolutely, uh, uh, you know, they are amending the act to allow them to participate or actually provide more services. I don't know how it's going to work. If you shut down such a large number of post offices already in the country and retrain 6,000 staff, so yeah, these are just some of the things that are making headlines uh, in the news currently. Uh, but uh, you know, you're making a lot of sense that uh, we need to tread, uh, you know, we actually, uh, when you look at world politics and the death of uh, Henry Kissinger, he lived uh, for a ripe old age of 100. And they say he was a policymaker who shaped uh, politics uh, for this, uh, uh, you know, for the century. And it was uh, it, uh, Henry Kissinger was a litmus test to show where we were, oh, how the West has evolved politically, and it uh, has proven that they didn't evolve. He was actually one of them that uh, put them into this world of chill, uh, and uh, you know, we are, you are with us or you are against us. And if you look at Henry Kissinger and his uh, relationship with the Pakistanis, I mean, he had them, uh, you know, wrapped around, around his finger. They say when uh, Zulfikar Ali Burtu and him, one evening they had a supper together, and, you know, we all know that uh, even Burtu had a weakness for the bottle, and when they were a little tipsy, and, uh, you know, Kessinger uh, told him, listen, you better listen to us, we have given you a lot of money. And Burtu said, hey, you don't dictate to me. I can do what I want with the money, and I do whatever I want. And then he told Buttu, if you don't listen to me, I'll make an example of you. 
And you know what they did to him, Mama? They had him hanged. Yeah. I mean, uh, go ahead about Henry Kissinger. Uh, you know, George Galloway just said yesterday, he spoke all the good things about uh, Henry Kissinger. And I got a shock. In the end, what uh, uh, George Galloway said, yes, I know you may be thinking that I'm not talking about the other thing. He said, my religion tells me not to talk bad about a person that passes on. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your thoughts on Kissinger? Uh, well, I must be honest with you. I was told the same thing because recently I had somebody that died that worked with me. And I tried, I must be honest with you, if ever I tried, I tried to find something good to say. And I was told that I must not say anything bad. <laughs> you understand? And it was so difficult for me because you're asking me to go there and stand and lie. <laughs> and actually, to be honest with you, the things I knew about him, now it's worse that he died then when I knew he was alive. And I didn't know what to actually do. And I had to also do the condolence motion, to be honest with you. And now I'm wondering what, so I just kept it plain and simple and didn't go into any good or bad because I couldn't find any good, to be honest with you. And I'm not in the habit of going in. I was given you know, of uh, Chief Mangosu to Butalezi. And I refused that. Uh, I told my leader, you know, you know, President, I can do anything for you. But how are you going to expect me to go there, uh, you know, and tell, um, and stand there and say things that I know it's not true. And it's not me, I'm not going to do it. And so she understood me very well. So yes, this is particularly, it's a kind of a culture that you say you must not talk bad when somebody dies. I don't know. Is it not then important that you leave a legacy, you leave something behind that people can hang on to, you know, hold on to, people can say good things about you. That is why it's be very important how you live your life so that when you die, people will be able to say, you know, this one was... This is how he conduct. This is what he did for the people. This is how he fought. That's the good quality. That this is what you expect people to say. Then, if you want that, you know, you must be able to live by it. You understand? You have the opportunity, and people don't want to do that. So they, I mean, you go out there, look at the atrocities that Netanyahu is committing there. Are you telling me that you want me to go and say good things about Netanyahu when he dies? Honestly, I mean, tell me, where are you going to find it? So it's the same with all these leaders all over, you know? And, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, man. You know something else? Uh, all uh, Kissinger's uh, documents have been declassified. And you know what he called Indira Gandhi? Yeah. I, I don't, we can't say just a family radio station. He actually called her those words. And he, they, he saw many people and, uh, around him. And, uh, you know, and uh, recently we had Hillary Clinton and Obama all celebrating this man on his 100th year. So, alhamdulillah, uh, let Allah judge him and uh, let Allah do as I see. You know, you you made a good point. You, I mean, you talk about the uh, You, I mean, we know he pulled out a gun in, a, in an interview on SABC. You remember? And they quickly uh, covered that story up. And this. Now, that this thing of where people are expecting you to say good things about them when they die must stop. People must live by example and do the right thing. Because otherwise you're asking us for, for the rest of our lives to live a lie. It's not possible. So do the right thing. That is what we are here for. We are here to serve mankind. That is what we are here for. We need to love. We need to respect. We need to, 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 to treat people with dignity. We need to be charitable. We need to do the right things. So, I mean, you know, 
and 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 this is why they're conducting themselves in this manner and they are putting even government in a very difficult position it's not an easy decision for a government to take to want to shut down an embassy given the fact that the zionists have infiltrated south africa to the extent that it has and yet government was willing to take those decisions now we need to do anything and everything to help them you understand but when we conduct ourselves in a, in a situation like this, then you're creating the impression the government is taking sides. It is certainly not the right time for Hamas to be in the country in any case. But I want to also reiterate, brother, it's not the first time that Palestinian organizations have come to South Africa and they are in disagreement with each other. The factions that exist there, is, 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 they're bringing it with them here. And that's also another problem that we need to look at. So, so yes, that's the problem we find ourselves in. Uh, I'm not, uh, I haven't met them. So I'll see them on Monday if they are there. I think but the, 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 the conference is organized by Lebanon, the one that's taking place on, on the weekend in any event. So perhaps they will be there, I don't know. But uh, uh, I think we just need to be careful on the way we conduct ourselves. Otherwise, we might be giving out the wrong message. Uh, but certainly with what Brother Yusuf saying, is the timing right you are here while they need you there? Yes. It's exactly the same thing. Netanyahu wants everybody else to fight in the Israeli yeah. defense force, but keeps his son protected and shielded in the rest of the world. I mean, you know, exactly. So for me, I think it's, 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 it's one needs to look at that. Yeah, Netanyahu put his son in the call center. Yeah, hello. Yes, okay. Yeah, but before, but before the call said they were hiding him in another country, <laughs> but letting all the others die. I mean, others must go there, fight, kill yeah. themselves in the protecting this state of Israel. In the meantime, and committing all the death, but his son, he takes him and protects him and kills him. He puts him in a call center. Yes, I, I must... don't know. Maybe he's not expecting Hamas to go to the call center. Yeah, yeah, you know, getting all the other calls. And uh, looking at this message from Rasul. But that's said, hypocrisy. That's hypocrisy at its highest level. You're telling everybody else to go there and fight, but you're hiding your family and make, putting them in a secure environment. Now, what is that supposed to mean? No, absolutely. Uh, but don't worry, after I've given these people the 30 silver coins last week, maybe the next time I'll be telling them, hey, you know, Netanyahu is protecting his son, so can you lead a Freedom Front, ECD, PTA, IFP, can you people go and help them on the front line, please? Yeah, I see, you made the headline. And you received all the shekels. You made the headline <laughs> with the South African Jewish Board of Deputies. They wrote an article that said, this man threw shekels at us. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the article, yes. I saw the article that they put in, yes, indeed, yeah. yeah. I think they want me to retaliate and respond to the article. But I don't think it's worth the response, so just be rather stay away from no, it. Good, uh, the anecdote of Hazrat Ali, silence is the best answer to fools. Uh, looking at a message from Rasul, he said, Assalamu alaikum, Ahmad Manzur Sheikh Imam, you are my go-to man. Well, is it true, did I hear you properly yesterday when you said all that AIDS uh, that uh, we are sending to uh, Gaza is not going through. They're getting stopped at the borders and uh, the, some of the uh, food stuff, some of the medicines are getting rotten at the borders and the warehouse. How true is this, Ahmad? Well, yes, indeed, that has been confirmed by these uh, um, uh, Palestinian embassy. 
And they say if you want to send before you do that, it's a government-to-government matter. South African government has got to make arrangements with the Egyptian authorities, have it all done, approved and things, and then only will it go. Now, some of these organizations, I know, uh, 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 I think it's Alimdad or one of the organizations, I'm just must under correction, um, and uh, I was called for intervention, so I spoke to the uh, embassy, and they said they made absolutely no arrangements, and that's why they are stuck with the stuff, and it's not going to go into Gaza. Uh, uh, because they've made absolutely no arrangement. And uh, and also the other thing is, is, from what I've been given to understand, the cost of taking stuff from South Africa now far exceeds the cost of buying it in Egypt. So the question is, should we rather be taking it from here, if we can rather get it there? But the important point to note is that if you did not get the South African government to make arrangements with the Egyptian authorities, because that's the only way you're going to get it in. Before you leave here, you are wasting your time taking it. It's going to get destroyed because you won't get it out and you won't get it through. A message here from uh, Ismail. He says, Assalamu alaikum. I'm also Hafiz al Quran, but when I hear you, Ahmad Manzur Sheikh Imam, sometimes my heart trembles at the truth you speak and what you do at Parliament. May I say that a lot of our religious scholars do not have the guts like you have. You are someone should be joining the Ulama fraternity. You'll do very well on the member. But unfortunately, this is not so in our country. We are very selective in who we bring in and who we shut out. Were you invited ever to talk in our masajid? Please, Ahmed, don't be shy. Tell the Ummah the truth. Ahmed, how do you respond to Hafiz Ismail? Jazakallah, my brother. I appreciate your kind words and support. Yes, indeed. Uh, two weeks ago, I addressed uh, a masjid in Gordon's Bay uh, uh, for Juma. And yes, indeed, I have been invited. Uh, I am currently invited to the Haverside uh, uh, Masjid. And I have also addressed the masjid in uh, Lodium in Pretoria and even the one in Pretoria in the CBD at some stage and those were some of the masajid or the only ones that yes indeed that I have been invited for and that I did go out and address alhamdulillah uh, yeah so um, uh, but I think I think the point you are trying to make is just that perhaps not necessarily coming from us but the, 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 the imams of this masajid must also take an interest in the politics of the world so that they could educate people because we look up all up to them and they must be the ones that could also get the message who better get them than them getting a message out to the masses on the ground uh, and giving guidance and wisdom and direction so it's very important that uh, you know uh, the world is moving very fast brother Shepherd. and if you remember uh, and i think i remember saying this a while, a while ago our the imams of today need to know mathematics, they need to know science, they need to know geography, they need to know politics, they, because these are the things you need to be talking to our people, you need to be practical about things that are affecting people on an everyday, you know, uh, this, these are some of the topics that I think that, that people will want to listen, and very importantly, when it's coming from the member, you know, people tend to give it more credit than it comes from a politician or anywhere else. And rightfully so, because that's where you should be getting your leadership and your guidance from.
A good point there in, indeed. Uh, Kasim says, Assalamu alaikum, Ahmed. I'm listening. You're talking, my man. And uh, the hypocrisy of our Muslim uh, leaders, uh, so-called leaders, uh, I'm talking about trustees of Masjid, they will bring in non-Muslims to come and pray in the mosque, come and talk in the mosque. But uh, men like you that are Muslims that are representing us at the highest level, they wouldn't let you come and talk in these uh, big platforms. What are these people? None other than hypocrites born hypocrites sorry for my words i'm feeling very 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 emotional this morning i'm crying and i'm telling you what i want to tell you please ahmed uh, correct me if i'm wrong ahmed how do you respond to kasim well i think it is very important that given what is happening currently and i can tell you it is more serious than we think it is if you look at the statements that have been uh, the report that came out on the attempts by the Western Cape government calling for the city of Cape Town and asking Jewish community to semigrate to here. The fact that they have bonded, bonded large pieces of land in the Western Cape despite the number of homeless people rising without providing housing for them. More importantly, not even spending the budget we gave them for the housing sector. It simply means that they're going to turn the city of Cape Town and the Western Cape. It's a matter of time, which is going to be in the hands of the Zionists and or the West. Because you took money from the West, from America, and here you pondered, you've given your land as collateral and security. Yet, you know, uh, uh, what are you doing about addressing the housing crisis and things that you have in the Western Cape the city of Cape Town? What have you done for the Koi and Sand, the first indeed, the rightful heirs and owners of the land of this country, the one that it has to, whether we like it or not, I said, I want to see, in fact, I've asked them to, to name a wing under Princess Kotua, the mother of the Koi and Sand nation. So I said that, you know, the, 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 the parliament has got to speak to the heritage of this country, its history as well. The 1860 settlers of the Indian Committee, all these things, if you want to make this parliament an inclusive parliament. But the point I'm trying to make is it's more important now that all these leaders come together and give the one message. Your message has got to be, you know, a, 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 a message of unity where people must come together and take a stance. And what, what you find is the leaders are also divided on who they want to support, what they want to support, what their views are, rather than coming to a platform, agreeing to disagree, but going there with a common position so that you'd be able to prevent this. this, this. I can tell you the Western Cape is gone if people don't do anything about it. Now, the problem you got with the colored community in the Western Cape, they are used by their leaders. The leaders are the ones that are dividing them and causing havoc in the Western Cape, to be honest with you. And, and you can see these leaders, after a little while, they are sold out. If you look at what Patricia did, she was supposed to be the voice of the colored people. And where she jumped from, where to where to where, and where she then went into a relationship with them. So these are the very important things that we need to know. So if we want to protect our identity, your religious freedom, you want to make sure that, that you socially uplift the people, in the country, then of course you've got to get that message out and the member is the ideal person. But when you are divided and got your own agendas, if you look here in the Western Cape, you'll tell you people are saying the MJC is this side, the other radio station is the other side. They are just doing as and what they feel like doing. So it's making it very difficult to get our people together with one voice. And that's one thing you must give credit to the Jewish community. 
as small as they are, they are successful because they are united. You know, an ideal example, if I remember, what is it? Four times or seven times or eight times they said the money circulates in their own community before it leaves their community. But what do we do? We are going and, I mean, look at this African continent, richest continent in the world. It's worth nothing. It's in the control of the handful of uh, people. So these are some of the things that actually we, we, we need to do. To, to, to. They took you away from your culture. They took you away from your tradition. They took you away from your religion. They took you everything away and they bring in the Western way of civilization here to confuse you, to complicate you, to cause division, mayhem and chaos. And we're falling into the trap. I mean, we got everything, but we don't control nothing. I remember when I used to be the chairperson, Brother Shabbat, on, 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 on SADC Parliament. I have passed motions on development, pharmaceutical industry for Africa. Each member country, I said, member state will be a director and that and get profit. But medicines can be produced in the African continent, the SADC region, to, 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 to produce it so that you can supply to your own people at a, at a fraction of the cost. You go there, you talk, you pass these motions, they do nothing. I spoke about infrastructure development, road railway between South Africa and all these countries. You got all the skills, you take it and giving it to Europe, they don't have nothing. You take all your land, 44% of the most arable land in the world. You're taking it, you're producing and giving it to them. Your minerals, you're taking it, giving it to them like raw materials. They're making it into finished goods and bringing it back to you rather than you creating an industry, yeah? With your raw material, which, all, which God Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you, gave every country something different. So what are you supposed to do with that mineral? Produce it, finish it, and then sell it. You're selling it and getting crumbs for it. In the meantime, you're buying it back from them at 50 times the price. It don't make sense. Absolutely, Ahmed. Brilliant indeed, and alhamdulillah. Well, uh, you know, like you said, I think it is time that we got a message across to the leaders to unite our people with a common purpose. You don't want to lose that that so-called liberation. And I know we're not entirely liberated. Economically, nobody's liberated. The poor are poorer, the rich are getting richer in the country. But it's very important for you to unite under one banner. And, 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 and if there are problems in the country, certainly there is problems all over the world. But the solution is better than standing and just criticizing, insulting, and attacking. And that's why I believe everybody should play a part in it. If you haven't registered to vote, go online now, register to vote. Be part of the solution. You don't have the right to complain if you're not part of the solution. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Honorable Speaker, let me start off by saying, let's talk about the ACDP and the comments that were made, Chairperson. First of all, let me start off by saying she's absolutely correct. There is no international organizations raising concerns about the women and children, the Jewish women and children that were massacred by Hamas because they were not massacred by Hamas. That is why they can't report on it. More and more Jewish people that were even held hostage are coming out and telling you how well they were treated by Hamas. To such an extent, one particular incident, the woman says, well, I carried my child. The other one carried a child on his back. The other one says how they gave them food, water, how well they treated them. So, yes, nobody can say Hamas has ill-treated them because there's no facts. Hamas treated them very well. On the contrary, 
if you look at what the latest report says, it's the Israeli defense force that opened fire that led to the killing of so many of its own people. Now, I know the DA, you say it's absurd. You are correct, it's absurd. And I think the AACDP is also correct. Because you talk about women and children, but right in full view of you, women and children are being abused and massacred. Mothers can't give birth because there's no anesthetic. Okay, they are long overdue. Is it all because of this? Is this what it is all about? Is this what it is all about? You've sold your principles in your souls? Now, now chairperson, one of the root causes of gender-based violence is alcohol. And there is 75 scriptures, 75 scriptures that warn you about taking alcohol. But where did it all start? Particularly, let's look at the Western Cape and why there's such a high levels of alcohol abuse. Because this Western Cape government, this apartheid government, used to pay these people, which we call the DOP system, chairperson, used to pay them with alcohol, not with money, which has resulted in alcohol fetal syndrome. And then, and that is why it's moving from generation to generation. But we are not addressing the socioeconomic conditions under which our people are living. That is why you would find with the latest crime statistics, the Western Cape, Gender-based violence is a serious problem. Teenage pregnancy is a serious problem. I see many people just attacking men like the men gave birth to women. Women must also take responsibility. We must take equal responsibility to create a better society. So let's not come here and grandstand and complain about it. Let's do something positive. If you look at the conditions under which our people live in the Western Cape, that is why the poorest of the poor in the Western Cape live the way they are. And that is why there's such high levels of gender-based violence, teenage pregnancy, HIV Thank and AIDS. You. The NFP supports any initiative to deal with the high levels of gender-based violence. And I hope that Thank you'll get you. more shekels in the future. Yes, uh, there we have it, Ahmad Mandul Sheikh Imam, as I said, uh, firing on all cylinders. And uh, we brought you a, uh, a glimpse of, uh, you know, what he's been doing uh, thus far in the parliament uh, for this week. And I hope uh, you enjoyed that. And, you know, many things came to the fore. Uh, we have to do everything. And he says, uh, you know, maybe uh, make a difference in uh, the uh, voices that we have in uh, the voting, having a Muslim lobby or having uh, some powerful uh, members of the Ummah you know, representing us at the highest level and inshallah making a difference. I mean, he's giving messages, he's getting responses and alhamdulillah learning how to turn the tables and, uh, you know, Allah bless him now and forever. I'm talking about AIDS, uh, getting to Palestine, the same old story uh, that, uh, you know, it's not getting through, go through the right channels and uh, inshallah make an informed decision. You have Ahmed Mantur Sheikh Imam, he's available to you 24-7. Thank you very much, uh, Lukolo, for great tech uh, this evening. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming and uh, till we meet you again, the team and I bid you Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.